Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I'm so happy you're here listening today. Happy spring. Spring is in the air. It's so nice to be in this new season moving forward. Feels like things are starting to open up a little, which is wonderful. And today we have a very special friend of mine with us on our podcast on this little interview, Isa Gatana, who is a Portuguese woman and the first woman to open up a fully dedicated Ashtanga Yoga Shala in Lisbon, Portugal, Casa Vinyasa. Probably many of you know her. She's been teaching for many, many years there and running a school. And Luke mentioned her actually last week in his podcast as she invited him to come and teach at her school, a workshop. She also invited myself to come and teach a workshop in Lisbon as well. She's a bright, bright light and has an incredible story, a mother of three children. She has given birth uh, in each decade of her life, starting in her 20s. So her first child, her son, um, was born when she was in her 20s and her daughter was born when she was in her 30s and her new baby son is now born and she is in her 40s. So she has a lot to share with us about practicing through pregnancy, post-pregnancy, uh, and also through different decades of her life. So I think you're really going to uh, enjoy this podcast. She also has an incredible story just of how she came to the practice of Ashtanga Yoga. And I wanted to share a couple of things coming up with you. Uh, this week, I am doing a short talk with Yoga Gives Back, a little chai and chat. Uh, registration is required. Uh, it's uh, for a donation to Yoga Gives Back. All the proceeds will go to this great charity. We'll be discussing yoga, um, India, and uh, my personal uh, passion for this charity, Yoga Gives Back. You can find all the information on my website to register or on the Yoga Gives Back website. If you go to harmonyslater.com and then backslash online classes, or if you just click for April schedule from the homepage, you'll get right there to where you can register. And also some other uh, exciting little update or uh, news is on Sunday, April 11th. So in a couple weeks from now, I will be teaching a workshop. It's two sessions with the Miami Life Center. We're going to be focusing on resetting, refocusing, and rebooting your personal practice. So this is going to include some things you can do for your body, uh, your mind, and your spirit, but also it will include some physical practices, some pranayama, some meditation, and uh, we're going to look at how to just bring your practice back online. So I hope you can join me. The classes will start at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, so that's 6 a.m. Pacific Time, or at 2 p.m. in the U.K., the UK will be on Daylight Savings Time, caught up with North America. So I hope you'll be able to join me and reset, reboot, and refocus your practice. I'd love to have you connect with me online on April 11th. And otherwise, hopefully I'll see you on April 1st, which is a Thursday at the Yoga Gives Back 
uh, chai and chat. So without waiting any longer, I really want to introduce you to Isa because I know you're going to love her and learn so much. She's such a wonderful human being and an incredible woman. Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I'm so happy that you're joining us today. I'm here with Russell. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And we're here with a very dear friend of mine, Isa Gatana from Lisbon. Hello, Isa. Hi. Hi, Armani, Russell. So special to be here with you. <laughs> we're so happy to have you. Where are you, where are you calling us from today, Isa? Oh, well, I'm at home, like uh, many of us, but lucky enough to be super close to the ocean, as I love my place. Um, my home is in Cascais, very beautiful place in Portugal. And is that near? Is that near Lisbon? Yes, yes, twenty minutes uh, driving from Lisbon, and it's uh, this uh, very beautiful beach called Guincho. <laughs> and it's a true uh, an amazing gift to be so close to nature because of course I can uh, go and spend time in nature lately since my birthday I've been <laughs> diving into the ocean it's super cold now the Atlantic but that's exactly uh, the, the sensation you know that gives me this becoming nobody super light and tingling feeling and it's a true gift true gift that's that's so interesting because my parents told me that um, a very near on a beach very near Lisbon um, in 74 mm -hmm. They they made love and then I was conceived on the beach. Oh my god! I wonder if it was this one. <laughs> I wonder. I'm wondering if it was that beach. Oh. And I'm just, uh, I'm really I, I don't know which one of them would remember better. Probably my dad. Uh, but she told me, yeah, she went. She, they were on the beach and they made love, and then she did a shoulder stand naked on the beach to make sure that she would be pregnant. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Oh my God, that is amazing because I did the same. To <laughs> <laughs> make sure, make sure the baby took hold. No, no, I, I, I was not in the Portuguese beach. I was actually in my son. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, well, we'll go on later. But this is so. Uh, this, you know, I mean, your parents have similarities with my parents for sure, because uh, you know you, can, you have to come. You have to come to Portugal and uh, with um, with harmony and family next time. That's a great. Uh, it's special because also that reminds me that I always question that about uh, you know Arjuna, my older son. If it if he was also Indian because he was conceived oh, yeah. in India, my sort of style. Right. And am I Portuguese, Isa? I don't know. I I've, some people say that I am, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, there's this the soul descends there. It's beautiful, you know. It's beautiful. This uh, the place you you are conceived definitely means something and it's interesting in, in our life um, maybe there are people in 1974 in lisbon and portugal on the beach who are dying and and then i'm just <laughs> moving over is it possible <laughs> i wonder i wonder this uh, 
a mysteries of uh, life. That is the beauty yeah. of life, you know, when we can't get all the answers. That is what makes us get, wow, this is... So you said that you said something interesting. Were you also conceived on the beach? You said it was similar to your parents. Yes, I mean, uh, my parents, I was probably conceived in nature like your parents <laughs> conceived you because... My parents didn't have even a car at that time, you know, so they used to go to the south of Portugal, each hiking or later with their motorbike and sleep open air, imagine, in a cliff, uh, in a cliff, like a, a surf cliff, of course, you know, uh, of rocks by the ocean. And in the morning, fishermen would pass by and see my parents there in the wild, waking up uh, with the ocean water sprinkled. You know? <laughs> it was wow. so they they were like uh, my parents are my greatest inspiration in that sense, and I got so so beautiful to hear your mom and dad were the same. You know, the way they my parents live was is unique. They raised me up yeah. in this very free way. Uh, during the week, of course, work and school, but almost every single weekend along the four seasons, wild camping, you know. Uh -huh. By that time, when they were single, open air, they would sleep only on the sleeping bag. I, I don't know. <laughs> We'd be in tents and then we would sleep in our, when we finally got a Jeep, a Toyota Land Cruiser. We spent the whole day at the beach naked also, you know, and my dad used to spear fishing and we would make a fire right there and eat the fish with bread and grapes. Very simple kind of life, you know, the best, the best. They still go on. They still go on like that. Getting closer to their 70s, they are very young spirits, super adventurous, you know, even... The first time they visited me in India, Mysore, in 2003, even before Arjuna was born, they went back to India almost every year. And they actually live on almost half a year there in Goa now and visit other Asian paradise countries nearby, you know. And then the other half a year, during spring and summer, they, they, they live in the jeep still, you know, in the Wow. In the south of Portugal, in the same lifestyle, they they take like a picnic and they go to natural style beach, you know, that you can be naked and just, you know, it's amazing. They are great companions. They know each other since they are around six years old and they go on, wow. they go on. <laughs> Wow. It's so interesting. My my folks um, were able to go to Portugal because my mother is like a businesswoman, you know. Mm -hmm. And so she was making so much money. My father worked for her. Oh. She was making so much money selling um, marijuana and coke <laughs> that she could afford wow. um, vacation to Europe. It was her business, you know. And so um, they they flew to Portugal and they were going to drive around. But my dad had been to Spain, uh -huh. had lived in Spain for many years um, when he was selling marijuana to uh, American servicemen. Uh -huh. And so they knew the area, you know, a little bit because my father had been around. But um, um, and then there was this one like 
my they were driving around and in Portugal on the, on the motorcycle and my father saw a field of poppies and so he stopped the bike and he went out and he and he you know how you can s- slice the poppy yeah. heads and the, <laughs> the opium will come yes, out yes yeah. yeah so he did that and then they they got uh, they they smoked the opium and then they went to the beach and and that's how I was conceived my my question is, how were your parents affording this lifestyle? Like, what kind of work were they doing? Oh no, there's there's like not this lifestyle is very affordable. You know, it's like the uh, you know I come from a humble family. You know, they had uh, my mom like uh, regular jobs, nothing. You know, during the week was really really. You know, just work. My mom works with accounting. My dad used to work with uh, importing ceramics and those things. But um, nothing special, you know. It's like super affordable. Portugal is a very small country, but it's so vast in terms of the offer, the natural offer. And it's, it's as I told you, we were just at the beach and eating from the land and from the from nature (laughs) so so it wasn't but it wasn't every day all day for years and years it was the weekend yeah it was the weekend so i you know we were in the city lisbon but uh, almost every single weekend we had this evasion and of course summertime um we would spend the whole month or a little bit more than that if my parents could spend a little more time at the beach like every single day, like there, you know, like uh, wild camping. <laughs> it's very. I wanted special. to ask you if, if, because it seems so natural now to think of it that this led to a lifestyle for you where you would be just super invested in in yoga. But can, but was it um, was it a natural? to evolve this way, to go from living this childhood with your parents that's so bohemian, and then you just sort of naturally were drawn to the same kind of lifestyle? Oh, well, definitely. I think this super close communion with nature, you know, that I spend all my childhood, it definitely enhanced this spiritual way of living as a contemplation of this I mean, marvelous and extraordinary beauty of miracle of life, you know, because I used, since a young age, I was always fascinated this with, you know, I used to play hours and hours just by being there, immersed in nature and many times alone, you know, uh, as I'm a single child. So I used to spend well, in are. the dunes, you know, just observing the plants and little bugs and you know and or or also in the ocean these little you know puddles and swimming pools natural ocean swimming pools that i literally spend the day like diving and playing and you know it was when i had friends also of course a gift but sometimes i spend quite a long time alone just being immersed in nature, in that communion, you know. So I guess that's, that uh, awakes a lot, that spiritually driven 
way of living, you know, lifestyle. Later on, uh, also, I think since a young age, I was always fascinated with self-knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. I was always like, uh, <laughs> uh, that's why I think I, that is why I decided to study psychology in the university. And of course, and I, and then yoga crossed in, in its, uh, I never, um, I never applied psychology as a psychologist, but of course, every single day as yoga teachers, we, we are there, <laughs> you know, and it's amazing because it's even uh, the way you, you, you can offer and be at service. It's so complete, you know, it's so, it's so deep in, beyond that uh, Westerner psychology. I mean, and it's very very it's a true it's a true gift to to have that yoga came you know <laughs> yeah. how did the yoga come how did it cross your path oh well it was um you know uh, the father of my son uh he was uh Tariq was like uh, studying from a book in the beginning <laughs> And then he found a teacher that uh, he did a mix, but uh, I guess at that time, back then, mostly Iyengar. But some, one day he started to integrate more Ashtangi elements or dimensions on his classes, right? And he asked him, hey, what is this? This is different. And uh, he told him, ah, this is uh, Ashtanga, you know, you know. And then he searched and he found Tomar Zorzo, uh, the, the closest certified oh. teacher. Because oh, uh, Ananda's father. Ananda's father, yes. Wow. The closest yeah. certified yeah, teacher that is in Spain. And then he went. Uh, at that time, I didn't go with the, his first trip to, to meet uh, Tomas. I didn't go. But when he came back and shared the Shtanga, I was like, Oh, what is this? This is amazing. Because I used to go to some classes before. And to be honest, I was super young. Huh? I was like, uh, we, we started uh, together. Being together, I was 15. <laughs> and, uh, well, almost 16, turning 16. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I would go, but I, would, I was not so interested in... And I would go more for him and to share, you know, with him at the moment. But it didn't touch me so much. You know, I was like even, oh, let me go. You know, I have other things to do. <laughs> not, I was not so. But it was really, really remarkable when the first Ashtanga class he gave and he shared with me, I was like, Oh, I was, it was love at first practice. It was like, wow, this is, this is it, you know. Uh, I love the, I love in this, the feeling that I had after my, right up, during and after my, right, the, my first practice, I felt in a state that everything made total sense. You know, it's, it was like, all my pieces came together in such a profound way with uh, pure harmony. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in, 
it took me to probably the state that I would feel in my childhood playing in nature, you know? So I had this familiarity with, even though it was something completely new, and you know Ashtanga, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I love, I think I loved also because it was, I'm intense. I love, you know, something that really is alive, you know, made me feel like I'm here living this with all my being, you know, not like just, okay, I'm doing something, you know, it's like, no, it's like an experience. I guess no one forgets <laughs> their first Ashtanga practice, right? It's, and for me, make, brought me this bliss, brought me this like, wow, you know, like, this is it. And I remember telling him, now you got me. You have me. Now, now, and it was like a poor one, you know, because then it was like he had to practice with me. And I'm, and I'm like intense, you know, so it is, it is like, uh, imagine I'm a single child. So, so Ashtanga is, it was great for me. Because the all the frustrations you cross with Ashtanga were exactly what I needed. You know, I have Harmony knows my mom. She's a super mom. (laughs) She's like a giver and imagine to the only, you know, to the only daughter she has, you know, she gives it all. So Ashtanga was very important in my path because it, it uh, brought me uh, moments of frustration that I would like, oh, you know, <laughs> it I, was very, very, very special for me. It's like, can you, can you tell us an example of a, of a moment of frustration? Was it a particular posture or a particular kind of movement that you'd find? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, I have this, you know, it's, imagine I was young, you know, and also immature. And of course, the whole uh, process of yoga is to transcend the body, the mind and the emotions and everything, you know, but here I was, like, my body, (laughs) you know, I have a particular, I'm not an easy person. person to adjust for example i had several teachers you know like hey what do i do with you <laughs> like with because i have these uh, long torso and and short legs so of course and at the same time the back is really straight you know it doesn't curl in so easily so subtakurmasana was like Uh, Oh my God, you know, and it was, that for me was um, such a beautiful path of fertile soil for growth. (laughs) Yes, yes. I remember even Tomas Zorzo like looking me in the eye saying, Isa, you will never be able to do it probably. (laughs) And I was like, what? You know, I was... No way. <laughs> but it was very special because with Guruji, imagine, Tomas was the one saying, 
you have to go to Mysore as soon as possible. You know, it was like it was already the news that a new shala was coming. And, and I was like, oh, of course, I'll go as soon as possible. And then in 2002, I went and I, I, was, I was fortunate enough to be with, at the old shala, you know, so that micro room, super tiny room, and uh, Guruji and Sharat, and I happened to be like in the middle of them both, you know, and I was shaking all over <laughs> because I was really immature in my practice. And I was like always worried about that part of the Marichasanas, you know, even still today I struggle with them, you know, it's, it's uh, something that it's uh, still... Uh, a challenge of course my posture inner posture the ultimate asana i approach it in a really different way nowadays you know but at that time i was like super nervous oh my god you know but then with guruji was interesting because he was like even though i struggled so much and i clearly was not able to do it physically he progressed me, you know, and I was like, what, really? <laughs> I, can, I can do this, I can really do this, you know. But I guess he was, uh, kurma you do, he would say. And I was like, okay, I do, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> it was, but he would come to me and uh, in a very, that is, that was beautiful, you know, the way he, he would be there for me as a beginner. Um, <laughs> I even remember that he was so attentive, of course, on the quality of my breath to overcome and transcend that main, you know, biggest uh, challenge that he could observe, you know. But uh, uh, <laughs> I remember even that he would come with the spray, the water spray, and spray water, <laughs> like, you put water, you know, for Garbapingas enough to help my arms passing. And it's, it's not easy to adjust me in those, you know, and you would be there. <laughs> and it would, that touched me a lot, you know, because mm -hmm. it was like, uh, you know, some of you, you guys are like, whoa, head behind the neck and everything, you know. And for me, was, that was the biggest one. <laughs> but uh, when you have the short arms and the long torso, these things are not short uh, legs. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I want to ask you though. Um, I want just to back up for a mm -hmm. moment. Our listeners probably are, aren't very aware of Tomas. Harmony and I know him, uh, or know of him. But um, I, I'm sure to some of our listeners, it's a total shock that there is this certified. A uh, teacher in, in Portugal who was there in the, in the 80s that they've never heard of. Uh, it's like discovering a you know um, uh, like a, it's like discovering a that a whole there's new a, world. a whole new world <laughs> or there's a there's another football team in the NFL that nobody knew about. Yeah, no, that yeah. Tell me, tell me. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, but I I just want to know. Can you tell us about him and and what his story was? How did he come to be there? Oh, oh, there, where? In Portugal, you mean? 
yeah, in, yeah. yeah in Spain no, and no, Portugal. No. Have he, lives in, he lives in Spain, right? So it was the closest to Portugal. So when we realized, oh my God, we have a certified teacher right here, you know, Portugal and Spain are super close. So for us, that was like, amazing you know because Tomas was one of the first ones also you know that a handful of you know students with Guruji so it was this amazing opportunity to be with someone that had that you know the that juice you know from from Guruji to be with Guruji with so few at that uh, back in the days you know so for us was amazing, and to and Tomas came to Portugal, invited by us many times. Yes, many many times. That was special to to have him and Rolf now uh, Rolf now Jukat also came many times, and then those were the we were the pioneers of Ashtanga Yoga in Portugal in a way, you know. So yeah, did you open the first? Was Casa Vinyasa the first yoga Ashtanga yoga school in Portugal? Yes, I mean f- fully Ashtanga uh, shala and Ashtanga shala. Yes, we we were. It it was it was very very special to. We were uh, when we decided we were in Australia. I was pregnant of Arjuna, uh, and we even. Um, got an invitation to to stay there by Eileen Hall at the mo- at that time but we felt a drive to to come back uh, uh, to Portugal and uh, open our shala at home it was like very the first casa vinyasa was at home you know it was um, i i i usually feel it's very special because uh, I came pregnant and we saw this place, you know, and I felt this is it. We, we, we saw this place in Australia still, but we were still one month there. And I was like, ah, I felt it was that place, but maybe, you know, it will not be available once we come back. So that day we landed, we landed uh, Straight away, we went to visit the place. Next day, we were uh, signing the contract because the moment I stepped into that house, I felt this is it. This is our nest, you know. And it was very special because uh, I, I always say Casa Vinyasa is my first child. It, we, we enter in uh, November 2003 and Arjuna was born uh, uh, January 2004. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we share that experience of starting a yoga school and also giving birth within very short periods of each other. Oh, yes. It's uh, it's uh, beautiful. It's quite a lot to juggle, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It is. It, and Arjuna was born at home. So, so it was like, imagine, uh, he was born and I don't even know, I don't remember, I don't recall if right after the next day, of course, I wasn't teaching, but uh, his father was teaching, you know, and... <laughs> and people were coming to your home because you were living in the same yes, space. Right? Yes, it was a big apartment, but uh, yeah, it was like 
you know, like the old time, like Guruji was teaching at home. And, uh, you know, it felt very, very special. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah. For you, going to, to Mysore, what was the what was unusual for that uh, for you to for you going to Mysore? Was it very different for you being there than than being in Portugal? Can you describe it? Oh, well, it was my first time traveling uh, not alone, alone. But imagine uh, after the, my parents' wings, you know, as I started dating with. Uh, uh, Tariq, so young, and and we had these. Our parents had also similar lifestyles, you know. So it was it was very familiar, all that to be with him, and and it was the first time I decided to go alone, like traveling, not either with my parents or not even with Tariq at that at that year, you know. I went with uh, uh, our students, dear students, uh, actually with the Indian roots. They they have family in Goa. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, traveling to India the first time alone. And uh, before traveling, I was already having all those like, you know, symptoms that you usually have when you are in India. <laughs> you know, those uh, uh, you know, butterflies and all those things. And it was very special because India was the first place I lived alone, alone in my life. It, and that is, it means a lot for me, you know. So it was my first time in Asia also, so definitely different. And I was like, before I arrived in India, I was like, okay, Isa, be ready and, you know, be ready to maybe you don't, you know, you don't like it there or, you know, but um at that time, we we still went to uh, Chennai uh, and took the Shatabdi Patabi Express, right? That we, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> we used to call it that. And as soon as I landed that land, I was like, "Oh my God, I'm at home." There was this feeling. I was a little, you know, I don't know how would I feel, but I had this really really strong feeling of like okay i'm home i'm home and the more i would stay there the more i felt over the years you know over the 10 years that i went it was always that coming back home coming back home um yeah so so Mysore is very special india in general is has a very dear place in my heart, it was the the first time I lived alone in my life. It was where I conceived my first child, Arjuna. It was where, you know, of course I met Guruji, which is my my it's my greatest inspiration, you know. Uh, and was he very different from Tomas, or was he was was the practice? Um, was it about the practice, or, or did these individuals make it special? Um, well, it's uh, obviously the whole uh, chemistry <laughs> of of the practice. You know, the practice is alchemy. 
you know, it's like uh, these uh, deep, uh, how do you say, these deep dancing with the breath of life uh, that you merge with the natural elements in such a way, you know, that uh, um, you you merge yourself. You you have this fusion with your with your pure essence uh, that you turn in yourself into gold. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have the feeling that this practice. Uh, gives this um, gives us this light, you know. This, of course, the light of consciousness is. Uh, you you start to peel layers and layers of uh, of uh, things you accumulate since you are born and since you you know throughout life bumps of life. And you start to to shine even brighter. <laughs> so that is truly amazing uh, through the the practice. But of course, the 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 the, the masters you cross with are catalyze the whole experience, you know. Uh, and uh, Tomas, uh, I. Yes, I mean, Guruji is Guruji, and Tomas had a lot from Guruji. So I could feel this um, continuity on the approach, for sure, you know. And, and I guess Indian culture also, it's very, very similar to, I would say, Portuguese culture in this uh, family, you know, I, I, it's it's so it's uh, and Tomas also you know we are Latins and I think all of that uh, helped me to always feel uh, very very uh, feel very embraced by this familiarity you know. <laughs> how how are they similar the the Latins in in India and the people of India? I guess this sweetness. There's a sweetness uh, within the, uh, you know, uh, when you are in India, you melt with the, I, I mean, I speak for myself, with the, 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 the sweetness of the eyes. Mm. The eyes of the, the people are this so rich in terms of... Um, of uh, pureness of uh, being there for you you know and all these um they treat you like um you know when when for example they invite you to eat it's the same in portugal you know guests are gods and goddesses you know so yeah. there's this uh, sense of uh, uh taking care uh, of you in this divine way you know mm -hmm. in portugal i mean I, it's more these uh, <clears throat> you know these latin countries the family you know <laughs> like in spain portugal italy i guess a very strong feeling of that i would say you understand it like <laughs> yes yeah, I, I when you said that about the eyes that suddenly 
it all made sense. It's so much of, of, I've, I've even heard that, um, uh, I don't remember who said this. I don't know if it was Tagore or some Indian philosopher mm-hmm. said this about meeting the British is that they don't say hello with their eyes and you, you know, a friend by their eyes and, uh, you know, the British aren't, aren't your friends. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, that was that's interesting because that was always so. It it was a teach it was teaching it was a teaching moment for me to remember to really, you know, make love or to love to light up your eyes when you meet other people and they will feel it and they they truly do that there. Did did you feel that that same sweetness with Guruji? Did yes, you feel that definitely. in him? And that yes, you? yes, yes, yes. And there's can you, can you tell us more about? Your relationship to him. Yes, and there's pictures of Guruji that um, I still feel that you know. Of course, when I when I um, yeah, I mean with him, I, I mean I don't know if he would remember me always. We were so many, you know. But I that didn't matter for me. That didn't matter. It was just his presence. Uh, he would fill a room, you know, with that. Uh, those eyes would definitely shine bright, and that uh, the voice, you know, and that um, I don't know. I, I mean, there are no words when you 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 get this inspiration from someone. It's something that it's beyond words to express, but. I, I guess the word is presence. You know, he was definitely a, a, <laughs> a presence, and it was it would amaze me because I met him with eighty six or eighty seven years old, you know, and I was I was with him until the last year he taught, around ninety two, ninety three, I guess, and. Of course, he would walk sometimes, like you know, old man walk. But then when he was there to adjust, it was like full power. It is, it is you know, it is a young spirit, very young spirit. Uh, and I, I guess, I mean, I met him also in this later, you know, late 80s, 90s. And I guess he had uh, that uh, child, child, child. <laughs> uh, that uh, sweetness from the child on him, you know, <laughs> and very, uh, how to say, uh, content. I was, I would say, like this contentment, you know, these like. It was so 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 nice to. I would feel so, even though he is, he was Guruji, you know. I always felt so open to be myself as I am, you know, not, not like, uh, I wouldn't need to, oh my God, you know, he's the Guruji or no, no, no. He never had that on me. I always felt you can be you as you are, you know, like, and that is the greatest gift of someone when you are nearby that, that person, you know, (laughs) to be you. I felt, I think we both could could say unequivocally that we felt the same, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was something of a surprise that people felt differently. 
does. I know, I know that, that yeah, yeah, it's definitely well. I look at my grandmother now, who's turning ninety-two this year, and she can barely like get herself out of a chair and walk across the room. And I'm often thinking about Patavi mm-hmm. Joy's hundred back, you know, backbending all of us students. I know, I know. Um, it's like, like so much strength and power, and it's it's really um, astonishing when you when you see the difference between, you know, somebody who's practiced a lot of yoga in their life and somebody who hasn't yeah that was but that was always clear at the birthdays because guruji's um brothers and sisters would show right and they looked like a uh, withered skeletons <laughs> and then you'd look at their skin and it was dry and gray yeah. and you'd look over at guruji and he was like rosy yeah rosy and Radiant and, and radiant. It was like, oh my god, it's in the skin. Yeah, yeah. The skin is different. That's the yeah. That's 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 the word. Radiance. Yes, he would glow. <laughs> it's totally yeah. I mean, and and I it, that sparkle that someone like that brings to us. It's like a you know. <laughs> yeah, it's special. It's uh, where you want to be, of course. <laughs> to drink the nectar <laughs> even now after his passing do you still feel him as an inspiration to oh, you oh yeah of course he's nothing nothing has changed in that sense for me no no he's really? yeah yeah it's like i feel him uh so alive uh, still in in my heart of course he has a very special place and even though we we were ready to that day, you know, that he would pass, of course, you know, due to his age. And you are never ready to face it, of course, you know, and to, to, to but uh, I kept feeling him so close by, so close by, always, always uh, very, very present. Um, it's, yeah, I think he's in all of us, uh, for us. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we were talking to, um, to Mark Roberts recently, and, oh. mm-hmm. and we, um, we all sort of felt like um, there's a kind of this, the interior structure of our community. Is it, there's uh, Guruji, mm-hmm. there's the Mysore practice room, the practice, going to Gokulam, mm-hmm. there's this internal structure. Mm-hmm. And that's our, that's our, that was our life. That is that, you know, that was our, those are the things that we did. And then we would have all the people that we would talk to at lunch. Mm-hmm. And, and that was what we, we saved up all year <laughs> to go and do that thing uh-huh. for two or three months every, you know, when we could. And, it see it felt it seems like the interior structure of our of our practice mm-hmm. has collapsed. The, you don't go to Gokulam. You there is no Guruji, and the practice seems sometimes um, hard to find. And I, I I wonder if does any of that resonate for you that now that that does it seem because for us it feels a little different now that some of these things are gone. Well, I think especially with 
uh, the COVID. Even more now, of course, yes. Being so isolated and at home and not able to even gather in person. Yes, yes. Well, for me, mm, for me, all those years in Mysore uh, were, yeah, of course, you have this strong sense of community and that is... um, what uh, what moves us you know it's uh, life with community and friends it's it's so 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 special but also after practice i i i used to well because right after i i i would always be with arjuna also <laughs> i i i had a child of already those years uh, that I went back, so Arjuna was conceived there, and then we would go back uh, with Arjuna. So, uh, and he was really young. There was some socializing moments, but not so many. Then I would always love to take uh, time for uh, Sangita classes. I love to sing, and uh, being uh, so. Yeah, that all that those those rituals of being with friends and being there immersed to to have time to to immerse yourself into self knowledge and with community. I cheer those those years so much so so much now. You know, now we give more value than ever before, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was. Everything is changing all the time, you know. And uh, uh, to back then, even when you were uh, the other months practicing practicing alone at home, I think those other months alone at home were were uh, like preparing us for this great challenge that we have in our days, huh? To be. <laughs> So lucky yeah. and fortunate we were to have those golden age, you know, to have that golden age uh, back then. <laughs> no, it's it's really true because that this this very isolated private life where it's just you and the mat and you see no people. The professional Ashtanga yoga teacher recognizes that immediately. Said, yeah, that's my life. Daily experience. That's my. That's been my daily experience since I met uh, Guru. <laughs> and now everyone else is experiencing it with COVID. But that's what we did. Yeah. We didn't see exactly. anyone. We didn't go out. Exactly. We didn't. Uh-huh. We had our friends in Mysore, mm-hmm. and then we would go back, teach our students, and then we'd rest. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. it. And we'd go to bed at seven p.m. so we could get up at. 3 a.m. and do it all again the next day. Yeah. <laughs> all again. <laughs> yes. But I, I feel it that way. I don't know if uh, if you also feel it. So I feel very fortunate that we had golden golden era, you know, of many years of that, uh, you know, like going to Mysore. Come on. You were just there for your personal practice the rest of the day. Like, sleeping after the knockout <laughs> and and then being like chilling out drinking coconuts with friends like you know amazing such a privilege what such a, a privilege you know 
And and now, of course, due to the circumstances, we have this endurance of all the other months that we were like, okay, come back home alone. <laughs> we are, yes, we are ready. <laughs> so you felt like it was it was fine. You you just kept going to Mysore after Guruji passed, and you just kept kept on as as normal. Well, I did go. I did go uh, until 2012. Uh, and of course, there's a change, you know, what I feel is like outside is changing, you know, outside everything is different. Guruji is not there, you know, of course you are, where is he? You know, you miss you. But uh, um, Sharat uh, was there for us. And I, inside, I felt, I, as I told you, you know, even I feel his presence so alive still inside of me that being there was feeling even closer, you know, feeling even closer to, to, to where it all started, where, you know, and also because Sharat also uh, was there for us. I remember the first year that the big shala opened, I, uh, we were like, oh my God, this is so big and so crowded that we couldn't, we couldn't. And Sharat was teaching in a small uh, room. Uh, and the first month we were like, oh, maybe we just stay in this one. And then of course we went to the big shop. But, uh, so Sharat also knows me, you know, all these years and has been, uh, there for me and, uh, I kept going. I kept going to. Well, I kept going until, until like I then, yes. Uh, then with with Kailani, you know, when Kailani was born and those things, I stopped kind of. You met Jay at that time, Jay Wong, your your husband. Ah yes, yes, I met Jay. In- I, I remember. Jay, I think it was 2011, 2012. He was a filmmaker. No, no, it was 2008. 2008 oh, that I met him. <laughs> Guruji, that's uh-huh. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, forgive me. Yes, India is very special, you see. Like, first time I lived alone, where I conceived my first child, where I met Guruji, of course, where I met my husband. Uh, oh my, it's like, uh, this land is definitely special. Yes, uh, I, I met Jay in India. It's, uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, he was involved on this documentary about Guruji, Ashtanga and, uh, Mysore in general. Uh, and yes, it was special. It was, uh, very, very... <laughs> what did you like about Jay when you saw him? Oh, yes. I, I recall the moment. The moment was... Again, I was drinking coconuts after practice, you know? Like a, a classic. The classic of the classic of an Ashtangi after practice with that blissful knockout state. <laughs> and I was like looking down... Um, drinking my coconut and then suddenly I look up and I see him and I didn't know love at first sight was possible (laughs) and I did I did feel that 
you know, in such a way that I was like, I couldn't contain this burst of happiness inside. <laughs> and I don't, you know, it's in some things you can't explain. Some, some things you can't explain. I, I think, again, it was beyond what I saw, of course. Uh, as a, Did your eyes meet as well? Was it the same for him in that moment? <laughs> the same for him. Were you just looking at him? I stared at him. I did. I, I was like, oh, you know, who is this being? Uh, <laughs> and I did feel like immediately this, whoa, okay. But I felt beyond the vision. He, even though he's a, in my, you know, he's a very beautiful man uh his eyes and the way he smiled and uh that definitely got me <laughs> uh, but the feeling i had in a blink of a nano microsecond i mean there's no words to express that it is, it is that i would learn so much from him even though he's much younger than me you know and of course the age it doesn't mean nothing in that sense but i had I, i had this like wow you know i felt i felt it i felt it right there and um yeah you got like uh, you know our eyes crossed and and the way he, he says it's It's also, yeah, he also felt that. I don't know if so strong as I felt. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know, you know. It's, uh, but he, he definitely loved that moment. So, yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of feeling that when it, it hits you, it, it, it knocks your life to pieces. <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, uh, yeah, it was beyond, uh, it was a beyond moment. You know, uh, I, I, but a vivid memory I have, huh? vivid memory. Yes. <laughs> so you had your daughter with him, Kailani. Mm. What year was that? So, uh, yes, I've been having children per decade. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a unique experience, I think, this way. And you've practiced through each pregnancy as well it is, yes it's amazing it's amazing huh? and i feel younger and younger and it's it's like uh, you know it was it's amazing the fact that uh, when when this uh, 2020 came and i was like oh, okay you know like i realized wait a minute you know i had arjuna in 2004 kailani in 2014 <laughs> And now my, you know, my little baby, Koa, in uh, 2020, it's like, oh my God, I had, I had a child for decades. That is wild, you know? One in your 20s, one in your 30s, yeah. and one in your 40s. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's, uh, it's really, really, really amazing. And mm -hmm. how, how was it to introduce Arjuna to, to Kalani? What was that for him? Oh, it was like, oh my, it was for me, I was, you know, I'm a single child, so I don't know what it is to have brothers and sisters, you know, 
the closest feeling of having a brother was uh, <laughs> uh, Arjuna's father, you know, because we were so young and we grew up together and and everywhere we would go, everyone would feel that, would say, ah, you're are you brother and sister, you know? <laughs> that was the closest feeling for me. But I'm a single child, so I was like, I wonder, you know, and Arjuna was a single child for a while, right? So... When Kailani came, I was a little like, let's see how it goes, you know? But it was actually, oh my God, amazing to see them together. And Arjuna was so, so cuddly and so sweet. I have like beautiful pictures and videos, you know? Of course, nowadays they fight more, (laughs) you know? Nowadays they like, uh, you know, as they grow older, they get a little bit, "Ah, ah, ah," you know? But at that moment, the way it happened, even, uh, you know, for it was very smooth, I must say. Very, very smooth. Uh, that bond that I could witness from my children was amazing for me as a single child to, 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 to kind of understand through them what is this brother and sisterhood, you know? Uh, it's very, very special, yeah. <laughs> and what, and what, what was it for Kalani then to meet uh, the, the next oh, child? Uh. Oh, the same. Oh, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's like very, uh, very. Uh, it's it's like little koa, little baby koa. It's everything for her, you know. Even now, I mean, we are in this situation of online. But just to give you an exa- example, online school now, you know, and she plays a little bit the the way they can plays online with uh, her, you know, friends. And sometimes they call her, like, uh, on the you know, laptop or so to, ah, do you want to play a little bit with me? No, 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 no I can't. I have to play with, with Koa, you know. It goes <laughs> to that point that I was like, oh, I remember this because this was recent. And, uh, and I was like, oh, you know, she's like, no. I make time for my little brother and she's happy to play with him, you know, and to be, uh, even when, you know, he's a baby, he touches her things and he, you know, he gets like, she's so, so welcoming on all that. And it's, it's very, very, no, it has been very smooth, very smooth within, even with this, you know, they're so apart in age, uh, but they, they get together like very, very, very special. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit what was your experience with the practice when you were pregnant with Arjuna? Like, how was that experience for you? And then with Kailani and then with Koa, because mm-hmm. you practiced through all three pregnancies and also you were aging. Very different ages. <laughs> very different ages. Yes, yes. <laughs> you is hard enough on its own without adding pregnancy to the mix well uh i must say that it was different for each pregnancy for sure uh with arjuna i once i i mean i i knew from the beginning that i was pregnant you know from i felt right there that i was pregnant even though 
many tests came negative. I was like, nope, I know I'm pregnant. You know, I, I felt it right there. And, um, and the first three months, I was like, I can't practice. Really, it was, it was like even a simple adamuka, something, you know, it wouldn't like really feel good. You know, the first three months, I don't know if it was because I was aware from the beginning, from the moment, you know, that I, I got pregnant. But I don't think it was only that, you know, because I was really young and maybe I would like, whatever, you know, I can go on practice, you know. It wasn't that. It was like my body, my whole being would give me signs like it didn't feel good, you know. So the first three, the first trimester, I really didn't practice. But as soon as I turned, um, as I crossed the first trimester, I was like, wait a minute, where is my practice? <laughs> and then I practiced until the day I, he came. <laughs> you know, I practiced. The only thing that I really didn't like and I get uh, like, whoa, you know, was something that I usually love, backbends. Because that stretch, I don't know if it was because I was really young, you know, that stretch on the lower abdomen would feel too intense. So I would, I, I really made it very smooth, you know, nothing of, you know, and I love that part of the practice. With Kailani, the exact op opposite, the exact opposite, because first uh, three months or, you know, the first... Four to five months, I was like full power, full power that I had to, ah, oh, Isa, watch out, huh? you're pregnant. <laughs> you're pregnant 10 years later, you know, you're older now, those things, huh? you know. Uh, but I was like so energetic, so like full power. But then guess what? She was like, a, like so excited inside, you know. <laughs> she would like... From five months onward, forget it. I had to, to leave my practice because I would get exhausted in the sense that she would move so much like a little flea inside of me. Like, but since then, it was the opposite. See, from five months onwards, I had to do this major let go. And it was the, the time in my life that I, that, I that I didn't practice for so long, you know. So, you know, it was like, oh, my God, but I, it was impossible. Sometimes she would knock me out and I had to lie down all day. <laughs> to that point, you know, I had to stop teaching. It was a major let go <laughs> at Casa Vinyasa because I had to really surrender and, you know, okay, assistant, you're on. <laughs> you know, it was like, but it was amazing in that sense to let go of my personal practice, to let go of teaching with that I love, I absolutely love to teach, you know. And with Koa, with Koa, I guess with this 40, you know, 42, you are in a different level of maturity. You are with this, oh, you know, you do whatever you do. <laughs> And you call it practice, you know? It is like, you, you know, it is... Because I remember, you know, I remember when Arjuna was born, I was so young and so attached to my practice that I would 
it would drive me crazy that he wouldn't let me practice, you know, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, that is why it's called seven series in those things. But yeah. th- throughout these, you know, as I had one per decade, I think in nowadays, for example, I don't care if they are there. It really doesn't uh, affect my practice at all. You know, even the interruptions that, of course, a child needs a lot of attention, you know. I feel the practice in in such a different way, you know. It doesn't have to be that obsession with, I have to do all the serious, I have to do all the, you know. You know what I mean with this uh, that I had when I was younger, you know. Uh, so, and with Koa also, I have, uh, integrated a lot, the devotional chanting throughout my whole pregnancy. Uh, so not only the, of course, the asana practice, but I would stay there a lot, uh, chanting, you know, chanting and, and that felt very special. On the, on this third pregnancy, and on this third pregnancy, I think I get, I guess I could practice uh, throughout the entire pregnancy. Imagine now that I'm uh, that I'm older. <laughs> Do you the, the the for the birth for each of the mm-hmm. three children was that also quite different? Um, well, Arjuna was born at home, and uh, you know. not difficult. No, no, it was, it was. No, the, 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 I mean, we had a midwife at home. We were just us and the midwife, you know, old school style. The midwife had, had this, I don't know how to call it in, in English, but the, like a little funnel that she would hear Arjuna speak hard. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like old school, old school. Yeah. Uh, but I remember that I was two days in labor, you know, like, and she even slept, the midwife slept with me because uh, uh, Tariq had to go to the, uh, the north of Portugal. And I was like, oh, my God, wait for your dad, you know. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> still, it was many hours of labor. It was going really well. I mean, oh, yeah, all, all pregnancies in that sense, it's fast in terms of dilation, you know, but somehow then, Almost when they are about to come, it stops for quite a while. <laughs> and then it gets very intense, the contractions. And definitely these practices uh, help me a lot, you know, to focus, to focus on the sound of the breath and drishti, drishti, a lot of drishti. <laughs> a lot of drishti is like such a tool huh, for us when we're there. And um, and uh, Kailani and Koa were born in a, in an hospital, but uh, also in a very, you know, very smooth, very smooth, uh, smooth way aside of the the pain that uh, the contractions. Uh, my mom, for example, with me, she doesn't even know what it is to have a contraction. And I was like, I hope I'm like her. I hope I'm like her. No, in that sense, I didn't have the same. I was, you just slipped right out of her. Yeah, no, it was intense, intense. The labors, but all natural and all like with no, uh, you know, very fast recovery. All of them, very fast. 
Why at the hospital for the, the second two? Ah, well, for Kailani, I felt it was, you know, I already had the, the experience at home. And uh, believe it or not, my, my doctor didn't believe it. I was diabetic. <laughs> You know, I had, I had, uh, yes, uh, but a very, very small, very small trait, you know, very low value of it. But even though I had to take care of that, I don't know where it came from because you, he was like, you are my healthiest <laughs> patient. How come it got you? I don't know. Well, ever, and you know, nature is very, uh, everything is possible. Here am I with this challenge. So it was safer, you know, it was safer. Koa, because of my age, you know, because of my age, uh, you don't want to risk. And uh, as I had a great uh, experience in the hospital, you know, um, I was like, whatever, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Even though I felt, uh, I felt that I had all the space for myself, you know, they were super respectful. I, I made clear of all those things that you don't want the in, to in, the induction and those things. So I made everything clear. So fine, but because of that, mostly because of that. Was it was it faster with Koa? Was the third birth faster? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, no, a little, a little maybe, a little faster than the other two maybe, but not as much. No, no, they're long. Uh, yeah, they're. <laughs> oh. And when you talk about your pregnancy through or practicing through your pregnancy um, with Koa, you were saying you practiced throughout the pregnancy. Do you think the quality of your practice was a lot different, and and how so? Yes, yes, yes. I guess the. Um, I guess after having everything is more uh, deep. Everything gets, you know. First child is first child. You know, you are. All of us feel the same. You know, everything is new. Everything is the first time. Everything is super overwhelming in the sense that you have to. <gasps> what is this? You know, all this changes you know that happen throughout pregnancy and after because i breastfed all of them quite a long time except arjuna because he got sick in india and he got intolerant to lactose so i had to stop when he was one year old in india uh but aside of that kailani i i breastfed her almost three years and koa i'm still breastfeeding him and <laughs> i guess He's probably the last, you know, so I, I want to, to be there as much as possible because I love that moment, you know, it's like, so it's not only the pregnancy, but after pregnancy, you know, the practice breastfeeding is a challenge also. It's like, whoa, okay, you know. Yeah, breastfeeding becomes the practice. Becomes the whole <laughs> practice, you know. So, so I guess uh, after having three children, you get much more mature and deep in your practice you know the, mostly the practice of life of course throughout these you know these uh, these ashtanga yoga practice that you modify you know exactly what to do but uh, it's interesting you know i had uh, boys and girls 
and the practice with the girl felt differently because the shape of the, 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 the tummy is different. Things that I could do with Arjun and Koa, I couldn't do with Kailani. <laughs> it's, yes, oh, it is, uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, others felt that way, uh, but there, are, there were differences and, um, and I think these, uh, the maturities come from there, you know, you know exactly what you do, what you want to do. I never had those kind of morning sickness and those things that also make everything much more challenging. You know, I was blessed with very smooth pregnancies. So the practice was like, ah, my moment and a gift to, to be there in, uh, in this, uh, soul connection with the being that I, I was conceiving, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, not conceiving, sorry, but uh, I was that it, creating. creating, yes, creating, yeah, that's the word. So it is like this connection of, of um, at such a deep level, you know, such a deep level of you're, you're entering in this place of self-care and at the same time with their presence it is like you you are establishing this um getting to know ourselves in a soul level you know like i'm here you're there for you know we are here for and with koa i was like as i told you singing and chanting so much it was like uh, wow beyond uh, because the bhakti side of yoga you know it uh, it is the most direct to the divine it is like um, oh you know i <laughs> i don't have even words to put it out there but it's like i was in these uh, uh, cosmic, cosmic, uh, celestial ocean, <laughs> of, you know, I would dive deep inside and, and I, I guess like him, these, uh, I mean, I remember more Koa because it was more recent. I believe I would have very deep stories of Kailani and, and Arjuna also. It, it was just a while back, you know, so, uh, you know, it's the most recent because he has just one year old, but I got uploads from him, you know. He was guiding me like, uh, you know what I mean? It is like he was establishing, he was guiding me in what to do, what to, even the teachings to the students, you know, like it would come from, of course, we are channeling when we are in the place of teaching. We are channeling, of course, always. It was not about us any longer. It's not easier there. It's not easier there, you know. But uh, I felt even stronger with, uh, with Koa, you know, with while pregnant. And he, I got some great uploads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that mother child bond when when the you know physical form of the spirits being knitted together internally it's it's quite mystical it's quite amazing that it's the miracle of life connection. it's like yeah. 
it's uh, it's the miracle of life i get uh, i get uh, every time every time more fascinated you know more fascinated with these creation these uh, mesmerized with all this beauty of you know it's extraordinary beautiful and marvelous the gift of life it's such a blessing it's such a blessing i i with well, still time to have another oh, one. Well, uh, <laughs> i guess i guess uh, three it's uh, i think i guess three is a good i i mean you know instinctively if you ask I could have many more, but uh, <laughs> but uh, have your trinity. You know, I have my trinity, and uh, and you know, realistically, it's it's you know, in the days we are living, I think it's you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, I it's it's very very special. How do you think becoming a mother and like also your practice of being a mother uh, integrates and like connects with your Ashtanga yoga practice? Is there a relationship there? Oh, yes. Uh, there is a big surrender. There is a big surrender. Right? What are you surrendering? I mean, on the mat, you are constantly surrendering. You know, you are in constant... Um, I sorry, the word in English is not come. Oh, you are like. Oh, yeah. I am. Am I uh, am I pronouncing correcting? Like yeah. when you see, yeah, in awe. you know, like a, like a sunrise. Yes, I mean, oh, I, uh, well, let's clear out these rules. Uh, you know, of course, I. I mean, I struggle a lot in my practice. Huh? I, it's like it's not like. Ah! Oh, beautiful in butterflies of course no I you know I struggle a lot but what what takes me what the practice takes me constantly every single present moment that is all we have you know you know it is a constant reminder that there is no past no future you know there is no beginning there is no end <laughs> There is infinity. There is this infinite circular breath, you know, the breath of life, nurturing us in a in a level that is beyond our our control. So you know, so the only thing, the only, <laughs> the only, the the only the only thing you do is to surrender, right? And to, to be a mom, you know, they are our gurus. You, you, it's, like, uh, it's like you need to surrender to every little thing that they awake on you. Like this, you know, the practice. Ah, yes, I, I, I think I have the words now. So the practice is like a mirror, you know. It's like you, you, you see yourself. Do your practice and all is coming. All is coming, right? All, everything is coming, and you see everything from you. The, the good, the, the side you you like, you like most. The side you hate about yourself, you know. It's like there is no other way. You can't, you can't sweep under the carpet, you know. It's in Ashtanga is beautiful because of that. 
I love. When I was younger and I, and I heard that phrase, all is coming, I thought that I would become, you know, very wealthy, like, like Guruji. <laughs> and that I, I would, everything would come. But what, what it, I, I understood later is that, yes, poverty is coming. <laughs> everything Wealth is coming. Poverty is coming. Everything yes, is coming. Yes. So all of it. You yes. You 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 touch the angels and you face your demons. You know, and it's like, and I love that. I love that with all the intensity because there's no other way than surrendering. You have to surrender to to what you you see, what you face, what you you know. And children, our children are the same. You know because. And they are, you know, they are no filters. <laughs> children are pure and like they say whatever they, they, they have to say, especially to the ones that are their most comfort, you know, they are comfort zone. They, they say it with that rawness, you know, and, and I guess that's it, you know. The practice is really raw. Having a child is raw, you know, and it's like, and that real deal. I love it. I love it because <laughs> because it's there's no like la la la, you know. It's like no, it's you know my seven year, seventeen year old say some says things to me, you know. My seven year old says things to me. The baby that was just born now, one year old, has this communication under, you know, without words that, you know, says these strong wake up things, you know, and the practice is that wake up, you know, wake up, awaken yourself up into this what is the way it is, you know. Not as, as uh, <laughs> you know, it's the classic. It's as you wish you, you, <laughs> it was. <laughs> you know, and that is the beauty of it. You have to constantly surrender. Humbly, it's like, okay, here am I. Here am I again, you know? Yeah. Well, Harmony has taught for you in Portugal, and all I can say is that I'm jealous. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I wish that I could visit my homeland, <laughs> and I can't, and it's very frustrating. And I just, uh, I hope that I can come, I can come visit some. Yes, you're most welcome, all of you as a family, of course. Yes, I hope uh, we can travel as again, you know, as soon as possible as before. Because, um, yes, it would be great. I mean, uh, Casa Vinyasa uh, now is, uh, you know, the space that Harmony, that location is closed. It was a major let go also to, to close. Uh, Casa Vinyasa was open every single day for 16 years, you know. It's, it's, it's funny, yeah? Because first Casa Vinyasa, eight years. Second Kadvinyasa, eight years. So Ashtangi cycles, uh, my my both locations. Very special, like uh, to have those locations. And now, you know, it was when I uh, had to let go of that beautiful place. 
I, 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 again, beautiful locations came, you know. I'm teaching as I always, always envisioned. I'm living the dream, you know. This tough year for all of us brought me many, many presents, which was to teach with, you know, like with this ocean view, amazing. It seems like people would ask me, like, where are you? <laughs> are you in a retreat center? <laughs> you know, because it's very beautiful. Casa de Guia with uh, this amazing ocean view. And I'm teaching totally open air, uh, which for us, Ashtangas, it's like, what? Not in a closed room? And I was like, oh my God, you know, a little doubtful about it, but I love it. I love it. You know, as we spoke on the beginning, uh, I mean, my, my, all my childhood, I'm, I was melting with nature and to, to teach and feel the, the skin kissing, the, the, the sun kissing my skin, you know, and to be with that ocean breeze and the pine trees, it's amazing. So, Hopefully, when you guys can, you have an amazing place to share. I have this Casa de Guia to share. And in Lisbon, I have right also next to, to the old location at Stufa Fria, which reminds me like I'm in Asia, you know. It's like open air, also window curtains facing this major tropical garden. So it is like, oh, it's a gift, you know. So, uh, so I, it's there, you know, the location, it's, it, that's, that's, uh, it is, what it, it is important is that we soon enough, hopefully we can be together again, <laughs> practicing. If someone wanted to find you to practice in paradise, how would they do it? Are you literally asking or are you saying... Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, through my website and through the um, the Instagram. Uh, uh, still have your Casa Vinyasa website? Well, it is like, yeah, it is still Casa Vinyasa, of course. Casa Vinyasa is well alive, even though now I'm like with these different locations. Uh, it's not like the usual shala that I had 16 years ago, you know, before, but uh, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So people can find you through the website mm -hmm. or on Instagram, mm -hmm. send you a message, see when you're teaching and where you're teaching and, and try and make time and space to, to come. Yeah. See yes. Yes. And it's, uh, Portugal is like beautiful. It's, it's such an amazing place to, to share uh, this amazing practice also, for sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for coming and being with us today. That was so oh, amazing uh, to hear about your experiences. Oh, I had a great time with you. Oh, it felt like, uh, you know, thank you. Coconut stand. Yeah, it felt like a coconut stand. It is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is for sure. There in our post-practice post coconuts. Oh, <laughs> deeply, deeply grateful for this invitation and uh, to for the memories we shared and oh, very special.
more more to more come. to come for sure and i'm waiting for you guys as a family next time okay <laughs> okay let's plan for it <laughs> love you <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of finding harmony with me your host harmony slater you can find out more information on my website harmonyslater.com and i look forward to connecting with you again soon Standing in eternity's shadow, watching the breaking waves, there's a hard wind and the soil.